Welcome to the Coop Tank. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, coming to you from sweet recording in beautiful Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You know, people, if you have a video cast, a podcast, an audio book, hell, even if you need a studio built, sweet recording is a place for you. Joe Ganjemi not only knows his stuff, but he's a hard worker, he's honest, and he's a really good guy. So reach out to them. Go to their website, sweetrecording, S-U-I-T-E, recording.com, or email them at hello at sweetrecording.com. Anyway, we have an all-female panel today, and women in the business world have a very, very special place in my heart. Because my mother, who's still alive, but she has Alzheimer's, but she's hanging in there, she graduated Temple University in 1952 as a marketing major, and she was the only woman in her class. And in fact, she had a job offer from Campbell's Soups before she graduated. So I always grew up with a strong woman who is in the business world. And it means a lot to me that all these women are on today. And I like them all. And they're all nice. And uh, my first is uh, Kim Carl. She, uh, she's from Jim Carl's Auto Body Repair. How you doing, Kim? Good, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey. And then we have Stacy Lindemann from A6 Financial and Business Optimization, LLC. How you doing, Stacey? Doing good. I'm super excited to be on the new uh, Hoop Tank format. All right. And another Stacy, who I met at a, at a event at the Pyramid Club like four years ago, and she gave me a sip of her drink as was good. And I think I gave her a cold because I was sick that day. And I was showing her my engagement ring that I had not yet got engaged. And I was showing and it's from B Group LLC. It's Stacy Bender Epstein. How you doing, Stacy? I am great. Happy Friday. And I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Great. So we're just going to go around at first and tell everyone a little bit what you do and uh, what makes your company different, what makes you different. And we'll start off with you, Kim. Hi. So I'm Kim Carl. My husband and I own an auto body business in the Mercer County area. We're a very handheld, we're very customer service oriented type industry. Excellence of repairs is the highest priority, but also customer service at every turn. So, you know, if we can help with anything, we handle all auto body and paint repairs. So reach out. And how about you, Stacey Lindemann? That's a hard one to follow, Kim. That's great. I love your, I love your mission. Uh, we are a CFO on retainer. CFO services companies specializing in organizational efficiencies and budgeting, all super fun stuff. And how about you, Stacey Bender-Epstein? I know. It sounds like a disease. I never know how to like introduce myself because people in the past <laughs> know me as Bender and people now married as Epstein. So I'm Call me whatever the hell you want to call me. Um, but Kim, I'm so glad you're on here because like now I have a place to go to. And Stacy and I do know each other. So that's amazing. And I support you. Um, let's see. So I too work with my husband and we have a boutique staffing company called B Group. Um, we're focused, I'd say 80% on sales and marketing professionals, um, industry agnostic, so more skill set focused. And we do it on for permanent and for contract employees. And we, I mean, I guess networking, from a networking perspective, we're here in the greater Philadelphia region. So our networking is here, but we place candidates all over. I want to start off because I always ask this question because you all work on your own. You all, and I met Kim when she was with another company, but I want to know 
What made you finally decide to go out on your own? Some people say they hated corporate. Some people say they just was there were time to grow. But we're going to start with you, Stacey Lindemann. Uh, what made you go into go out on your own? I actually did not have a bad corporate experience. I just was ready. I was ready for my next chapter. I was, you know, 25 years in um, as a working mother, you know, two beautiful children, um, this similar story to other people, you know, maybe some, you know, health issues, maybe some just like the pressures of, um, the next promotion, the next raise, the next title. Um, and deep down, I I believe I have a gift. Like I have a gift to see the reality through the fog. And I'm and I love the numbers. And I felt like I was no longer sharing my gift. Um, so I don't I I started out as like a whim. I took a couple consulting clients and at one point I thought I was going to go back full time. And I just loved it. I loved being able to really help them and see how appreciative they were and get the notes that you like change their, the fabric of their company. And just like, I had such a bigger, bigger impact on the companies that were at around 40 million than the companies that were over a billion. Okay. Um, and I still work with both types of companies today, but just like, the appreciation when you're helping another CFO that knows what you really, really do, or a business owner that you just just change the nature of their business. I I just loved it. Um, and I said, all right, I'm gonna give this a try. It's hard though. Wow, guys. Um <laughs> coming from corporate America, I don't think I realized how hard it was to be an entrepreneur and to wear every single hat in the business. Okay, well, you know, Kim, how about you? What, what, you know, because you're recently, it's recent for you. So, what made you? We've been open just two months. Yeah. So, so what yeah. made you take that step? Because I knew when you worked in personnel, and that's how I knew you. And then all of a sudden, you dropped this bombshell, and everyone is like, "Hey, by the way, we're gonna," and everyone supported you, and it's great. But what made you take that step? I know your husband's worked for the company for a long time, but that's scary. And once again, it's you and your husband starting it, so that's even scarier. Because then it's like, oh shit, we both can't be stressed at the same time because that's going to well, cause it happens. problems it happens. So, yeah so tell me what <laughs> so, what was what was your step to, to actually branching out so jim jim actually my husband jim was in the industry 26 years we naturally wanted our own business um i think it was always something on a back burner in our heads um i come from a sales and customer service driven um background jim is everything auto body has worked his way up. He was in the same position or the same company for 26 years before we went and opened another business. And we actually built this business ground up. So it was licensing. We brought in a brand new paint booth. We redid a building cosmetically. We went out and started driving for all work, you know, from every resource. And Stacy, like you were saying, it, it's an eye awakening experience for sure. Yeah. Um, you knew it was going to be hard, but then you really see um, logistics of every single angle. I mean, looking into healthcare benefits and different things coming from a corporate background. I mean, we were fully staffed. I, I'm so lucky that we're fully staffed in a very competitive market um, with really high quality techs. Um, in our industry, it's a lot of licensing. It's a lot of um, 
different certificates, different industry standards that we have to hold up to. Um, fortunately, with Jim's connection, some of that came. And and then I like to think I add, you know, a sales and customer aspect to it, you know, where Jim maybe isn't, well, he's still as strong, but maybe not quite as strong. I give myself a little credit once in a while. It's good to know. How about, how about you, Stacey Epstein? Oh my God, I'm sitting here like, how do I tell this story quickly? Well, first of all, thank God for both of you. I hate numbers. I'm horrible at them. That's why I'm going to refer business to you, Stace. And Kim, <laughs> I love cars. I don't even know how to change a tire. So like, seriously, thank God <laughs> for both of you. Um, I did not dream of becoming an entrepreneur. I called off a wedding and that's how I started the first company. And then I got married well, to somebody different and started my second company. So this is all by like happenstance. And I just realized, I was saying to a friend, I've been on my own now longer than I've been in corporate. And I'm like, how is that possible? Cause I'm still like 29. Anyway, so I'm not, I'm 45. So let's see, um, I, I, Backgrounds marketing. I started at an agency and I worked a little bit in staffing. So I don't even know if I love recruiting and I'm laughing because I have a staffing business, but I love connecting. It is like by far my favorite thing. I'm like, you need an auto body place. You need a fractional CFO. You need a plumber. I got it. So basically my first business was a marketing business. I had some partners. I decided it wasn't for me. I got out of that business. And the second one, which I've been now in for nine years, um, I started out for like free and for fun. And my old client said, Hey, I need a head of marketing. I need somebody in sales. And I was like, okay, you can have some fun, but free is kind of ridiculous. And people are your largest asset of your business. So that's kind of how B group was born. B group, Bender, Epstein, be whatever you want to be. That's kind of how that all came about. But um, I don't know. It was the love of connecting and people and it just started. And, you know, one by one, I started placing people my husband, who was in corporate for a very long time, decided I'm going to join my wife and try this entrepreneurial thing, which Kim, yeah, it is. Uh, some days are amazing and some days are tough. And not just because it's Ed and I, we work very well together, but it's tough. You're right. From benefits to our women business certification to administrative stuff, to clients, to candidates. I mean, it's a lot, but it is a great partnership and marriage, pun intended, and this is where we are today. And it just sort of, I always feel like life works itself out. Even though there are so many bumps in the road and you can't really see the next step, you somehow are like exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Now you had mentioned being a Great. connector and a connector and we all are networkers. And I want to know, honestly, what is it like for, oh, I mean, Stacy had talked about us, uh, Lindemann at an event. What is it like for a woman to network now? Because I always bring this up. I still see the creeps. I, I don't care. You know, I'm not, and I'm not going to hold it back. I always see these creepy old dudes who want pictures and they put in a LinkedIn, like they look like a stud. And, and I'm like, it's 2023, you know, get over oh. yourself. But what is it like coming from, I want to hear from three women who are out there and you all network a lot and you all our connectors but is it is it as bad as i make it or is it just something i'm a cynic i mean because i sit there i go i see some of these <laughs> pictures i go jesus what the what are you doing like it reminds me of like the comedians i know with like the young waitress i'm like they don't they're not interested in you leave them alone but what do you think we're going to start with you kim uh what is it what is the what is it like really for a woman out there networking so I think that I'm a pretty good judge of character on the average. So I tend to try and walk into a room and 
and initially connect with someone that either I know or that seems, you know, reasonable to connect with. And then you just build from that scenario. I don't know in my personal experience if it's the same as what you're saying. However, 10 or 15 years ago, I do remember multiple conversations about different scenarios from all ends um, on some of those situations. You know, right now, and it could be my network and it could be where I'm going, it seems a lot higher professional level um, and a lot more accountability within the networking, um, which is great for everyone involved. So maybe it's not quite that bad um, as what you're saying, but I'd be interested to see what Stacy and Stacy have to say. Yeah, Stacy Epstein, what's you? Because you've been out, you've been on networking. We're gonna go with you next. What, what's what's your you know, intake? It's interesting because it is so different for me post COVID. I have to be honest. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry if I offend anybody who lost somebody during COVID. But for me personally, COVID was probably the best thing that happened. You know me, Steve, before, like I was a lunatic running around my entire career. I had to be everywhere all at once. I'm not even sure that that was, ever, well, I mean, I guess some of that made me successful to some degree, but I became a lot more strategic through COVID. So I don't do a million things in person. I do things that really make sense to me. I do a lot more female oriented, nothing against men. I love men, but like a lot is around women owned business. So I do a lot virtually. I do a lot one-on-one. -on -one, so I'm picking and choosing who I want to meet with. Um, I will say like Kim years ago, it was like a shit show every event, right? It was like, who could meet the most girls and women and take pictures, like you said, but I don't have that same feeling. At least I don't in the last like three years. So I'm pretty strategic. And I think they say I'm the worst. You said about cursing, I'm the worst. I'm like trying not to curse, but I was going to say like, as you get older, you give less, you know what? And I think I'm just like more blunt. And like, if I don't want to talk to you or I see a weirdo come in my way, I'm like, yeah, I just dodge to the right and like talk to somebody else. So we get smarter. As we get older, I guess, with everything and with networking. But to your point, Steve, a long time ago and before COVID, it was always like that. <laughs> How about you, Stacey Lindemann? Things have changed in the last 20 years, in my opinion. So I don't know if it's that I was 20 years younger <laughs> and I look different and my stuff is different and my hair is different. But um in corporate America, you would go to a vendor fair, or you would go to a dinner or a, a business leader of the year event. And, oh, it was terrible. Like it was, who's going to put their hands on you first? You know, like you said, Steve, like what creepy guy's going to put his hands around your waist or around your shoulder or come on doll. And you're like, is this serious? I'm, I'm a VP. Like, are you kidding me? Um, it has, it has gotten way better for me in the networking arena at, but it really could be that I'm much older and and I hold myself differently although there was an event it might have been within the last three months that I went to that it was like a flashback of the past there was quite a few creepy I was a guest at the event I will not name what event it is maybe I'll send the person that invited me this recording afterwards so they know um and I wish you were at the event Steve because I would have like ran up to you and been like you are not going to believe my last three experiences like it was the 
I was on one side of the room and it was the touchy feely and I was, I was, so I beelined away from that. And then I got next to someone who literally had his like arms around me. So I was like, excuse me, I'm like kind of out of that. And I thought, what is going on here? This is supposed to be a professional networking event. I don't know if it was because they were having alcohol. I wasn't drinking. It was, it was weird. It was, it was weird. It didn't bother me. wasn't upset or whatever, but um, I thought I'm not going back to that group. They're not vetting their people at all. Hey, that, well, that's, that makes sense. I mean, I, I know, I, I think I know what event you're talking about, but, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I want to ask though, networking with women, because it seems like right now there's a big, a big push of women owned businesses and it should be because you know what, to me, it's from my background in stand up. I never thought, you know, a female comedian or male comedian or African-American comedian, no, they were just comedians to me, just like, cause I think the way I grew up, women business owners are just business owners. I also am more, you know, progressive in that thought. I think a lot of people still live in the past, even though it's 2023. What is it like now that there's a strong movement? There, there's, you know, there's a lot of women's groups. Does that make it easier for you? Is it easier to network with them? Do they sit there and is it is supportive? Because sometimes you go into an event and if it's all guys, you have the big, you know, who's the big concho? Like, hey, you know, hey, look at me, look at me. Does that happen with women or are women a lot more supportive? Or is it like when we said in college, oh, women, you know, when they, they want to date that guy, so they'll talk behind your back. But what is it like when you when you intermingle with mostly just women business owners? Does it is it easier and they are very supportive? And we'll start with you, Stacey Epstein. <laughs> oh my great I'm first on this one um I actually have a pretty good experience and at least recently right I'm getting older so I can't even remember like 10 years ago but I'm just thinking of now um I've had a really good experience with most women groups that I'm involved with like very collaborative wanting to see other women do well and be supportive um I will say this though I don't want to be all positive and nothing's negative in life because there are certainly women that don't want to see other women succeed. And that is sad, right? You want to see them fail or it's very competitive. But again, I think I'm very picky and choosy now in what I decide to join. So the groups and the events that I'm going to at least seem like they're very positive and they're very supportive. Um, and that's at least as of you know, recent and in the last few years, like everybody has wanted to help and help grow our business. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have a pretty positive experience, but I'm not going to say all through my career, it hasn't been the back talking or people said, you know, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth, because that certainly happens. I think I try to weed out a lot of the noise too, and focus on the people that I want to help and that have helped me grow personally and professionally. So I'm going to say I've had a pretty good experience with a few hiccups here and there. How about you, Stacey Lindemann? I don't see a difference between the two. The two. Um, I there are women networking events that there are the big, the big honchos and the cliques and the groups and the and you know um, and then the same exact thing in a very diverse room. I think that you gravitate towards the people that you know you want to help them and they want to help you. Um, and I have so many like super great contacts. There, um, I don't gravitate towards an all women's networking group and I don't run away from it either. Um, I had a really great experience young in my career, a company called Thrive Leadership, uh, owned by Teresa Hoffman. She's 
amazing. And her group, it was a women's leadership group. And oh my God, it was fabulous. Like it changed the trajectory of like my leadership style. And, my, and it was amazing. I haven't had an experience like that since with a women's group, but I, I think it's just a mix of people regardless of gender. How about you, Kim? I think if you surround yourself with good people in the business and professional world, you can do good things. And as you get older and get more experience under your belt, coming up in a networking environment, you can really kind of pick and choose who you want to speak with and have relationships with because they're time, right? To build the relationships and to have those networking groups. And you want to make sure that you're leveraging your time as a business owner in the correct manner, you know, moving forward. There's internal struggles, you know, I think playing in a very male dominated industry, which which is changing in the auto body industry. But, you know, I think that, you know, you're dealing with predominantly men in the industry on and, you know, I I think I'm probably a very strong advocate, you know, for my husband, but as well for myself. Um, and then I think that just naturally carries over into a networking environment, just you know, I love to refer things to, to women, but just as much, I'd like to refer things, yeah. refer jobs, refer whatever I can to men as well. You know, it's just surround yourself with good people and, and you'll be able to do good things. Okay. So now you're all business owners. And I, I talked to people about this last week. What fears do you encounter being a business owner? We talked about last week about doubt. You know, we always wake up, you wake up sweating, you have that self-doubt. And I think it's a very important question because a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but everyone goes through that, especially you're all in different points of your ownership. So I'm sure they've changed, but are there fears that you deal with when you're opening a business? And even though you've been in it for a while, you wake up and go, oh shit, you know, I'm worried. And we'll start with you, Kim, because you're the newest. I mean, you're new in it. Do you have those fears that, People never want to talk about it. You ever notice when you go to an event, everyone says, oh, we're doing great. Oh, no. No one goes, holy shit. This is a goddamn shit show. No one ever says that. <laughs> but we all go through that. And we all have fears. And Kim, like, what is going on with you? Because you are new. Luckily, your husband's been in it for a long time. And you have a background. So you guys, you know, compliment each other. But what are some of the fears you go through? Because it's not even a year. Steve, it's not even three months. Um, so I think my fears might change by the minute. Um, I think fears are natural. Um, Jim and I jumped in this with both feet in, not looking back. And I think you have to, to run a successful business on this capacity. Um, my fears constantly is having um, enough sales and my employees being happy. I, if I don't have good people working for us, they're not... Um, they're not happy. You know, it's just not going to work for the business at all. And we're going to crumble. So always our initial fear is that we're surrounding ourselves with good people internally on our team and that they're happy and they're performing to the best of their capability. And they have what they need to perform to the best of their capabilities on a daily basis. How about you, Stacey Lindemann? Well, you know, I'm always so honest. So mine's going to be pretty uh, blunt, I think. Um, Am I doing enough? Um, am I bringing in enough to, to contribute to my family? Um, are my clients 
so happy that they're going to hire us for another project. Um, are they going to refer us? Do they love us? Um, is this sustainable? Did I lose my mind not just getting the CFO job um, for, for another company with a set salary and a set benefits? Um, and I love what I do. And then I will wake up in the middle of the night like, have I lost my mind? Have I lost my mind? Um, and I don't come from a background of business owners. Um, like my husband different than, than your, you guys, he's like entrepreneur. Um, we are not in this together. He is not, he's like, this is your thing. This is your thing. <laughs> he has his full-time job. I'm like, he's supportive in terms of like, you got this, you know, that type of thing. But, um, in it together? No, 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 no. We don't talk about my clients. He doesn't want to know my clients. He doesn't even know what I'm doing. Going to an event. Were you, a, were you at a happy hour tonight? I'm like, I was working. This is work. Um, like my mom and my close friends are still like, are you going to do a real job again? What, what? I'm like, um, been doing this, you know, pre-pandemic. This is my job. This is my company. Um, so yeah, the fears. I don't have the imposter syndrome that so many people suffer with. Um, I do really, like, I don't question that I know what I'm doing. Um, but in this entrepreneurial journey, I question, have I lost my mind? <laughs> how about how about you, uh, Epstein? <laughs> I'm just going to call you Epstein. Oh, he called, yeah, or Bender, whatever. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. I've been called worse. But um I too am very blunt and very vulnerable. I always have been like, I will tell my whole story on here. Um, and you know, it's funny, Steve, you mentioned like, I swear in the last 20 years of my career, there's some people I've seen for 20 years straight and their business is always great. Everything's yeah. great. I'm like, there's no fucking way your business is great every single day for 20 years. So I'll be honest now, our business is slow now. I've been totally stressed out and it's not seasonal and everybody keeps asking me that. And I love my friends and family and they're all like, you're gonna be great. You and Ed are awesome. I know we're great and I know we do good work, but I still have the fear of we have two entrepreneurs in a household. It is our livelihood. It is our income and it's freaking scary. So mm -hmm. I have, I, that's a fear I always have. Am I going to have enough business? Am I doing enough? Like Stacy said, are our candidates happy once we place them, right? Because we have a guarantee on that candidate. And even beyond our guarantee placement, you know, uh, phase, I want to make sure they're happy in the new home we've placed them in. Are our clients happy? Are we going to have repeat business? Um, do I still enjoy, I'm, you know, it's about passion for me. And I realize that, and I also hear that more in candidates. Now I want to make sure I just, you know, I always want to have that passion for connecting. And once I lose that, I will move on to something new. I don't think I'll lose it. And I haven't in nine years, but it really is important to love what you do, because if you don't, you're just, you're just never going to be successful. Well, I'm going to follow up with another question. I'm going to start with you, Epstein. What constitutes a good day to you as a business owner? What do you sit there and go, this was a really good day? Not in sales, you know, I mean, not that you had a big sale because they're no. transitional, but what constitutes when you sit there and you go, man, you know what? I, I'm going to have a glass of wine. This is a great day. What what <laughs> constitutes that to you? Well, every day constitutes a glass of wine, but um, 
It's funny you said that because today started out great. And this is going to make me sound so silly, but I started out, I haven't worked out in like a week because I haven't felt great, but I like worked out. I danced. I love to dance by myself. It's super weird, but like I start out, I journaled for a few minutes. Um, I had a good breakfast. I had my coffee. I was excited about this, but a good day in general does start out with a workout and dancing and journaling, but being productive in the business. I tend to, um, I have like self-diagnosed ADHD. I'm like all over the place and I like to check things off the list, but I like to make sure I'm productive and productive and having a good day means having meeting a couple, one or two. I try to do at least like five or six uh, one-on-one Zooms or, or meetings a week, mostly Zooms. Um, meeting new people, helping to refer business to other people and having business referred to me. So meeting new people, helping the business grow, um, working on the business also on things for the future and not just like the day-to-day. And that's hard because I get stuck in the day-to-day. Um, talking to candidates, even if we don't have a place to put them at a client, just helping. I, you know, that I guess that's like my theme here. I just really love helping, whether it's a client with a challenge or a candidate or someone looking for help. We get a lot of people referred to us looking for jobs. No matter if we have a home for them or not, I will always help them. So for me, that makes me feel good to know that we're helping others. Personally, that makes me feel good. How about you, Kim? What constitutes a good day in the business for you? I think exactly like Stacy was saying, productivity, crossing things off your list. Um, with me, it's been very sales driven. Um, so you know, it's it's moving pegs with um insurance companies to get onto programs. It's different things from that end. But but looking at my day and feeling like things were accomplished in a logical manner during the day, and I'm thinking long-term, like Stacy was saying, and not just the immediate, um, that's a great day. Um, and the more and more that happens is definitely a win. And that constitutes maybe two glasses of wine, Stacy, on some nights, you know? Depends. Well, there you go. All right. And how about, how about you, uh, Stacy Lindemann? Mine's going to be similar to the rest of the group. I am definitely motivated by productivity. Um, so when I feel like I got a lot done in that hour that day and didn't, you know, wasn't wasting, um, space, I, that really is very helpful to me. Like I, I then can sleep better at night. But, um, one thing that I've, I've realized over the last, you know, like whatever, three, four years of this journey is that, um, my clients are so lovely and appreciative. So. I've gotten ice cream baskets and sweatshirts and coffee deliveries and wine deliveries and like with these beautiful notes of you you changed my whole outlook or I finally understand or wow that clicked or I've been meaning to do that project for 10 years or I'm looking back at the advice you gave us two years ago and it really changed the business. I'm not saying I didn't get that in corporate America. I mean, you got that through your bosses not yelling at you or getting a good performance review or getting a get a merit increase or a raise or whatever. And, and the fact that you were still working there, you you got, you know. Um, but just like the acts of kindness and the like true appreciation, the testimonials that you didn't ask for, um, 
that I, I started a book, a, a dear friend of mine, Meredith Stein, who actually just wrote a real book, Cloud Governance. Um, she told me I was feeling down one day about like, oh, am I doing enough? And she said, get a notebook, a box, something. And when people um, write you these little notes that you did a great job or you really helped them, save them. And if you ever feel down, go back and and look at the book. So I haven't been great at going back and look at the looking at the book, but I do keep those notes that people write me. Um, and I, wow, it really does motivate me. I never thought that that self reinforcement would be that meaningful, but it it is. Well, let me ask you this, and it's because people will say to me sometimes, you go, oh, you know, we appreciate what you do. You're connecting people. Yeah. I I hate taking compliments. I, I I don't do it well. How do you take a compliment, Stacey Lindemann? Like, do you sit there and go, why, thank you. I am the, oh, you know, kiss my ring. Or do you sit there and go, oh, well, thank you. Are you humble? Because I get very humbled. I get very, I guess it's just an insecurity in me. But what is it? Yes. How do you, how do you feel to compliment Stacey Lindemann? I've gotten a little better with it, with, with age, right? Um, but I think it's humbling. It's like, oh, wow, you took a time to write me a note um like that I can't believe that helped you that much like oh it just means so much it is so kind it how about you Kim Carl so Kim I just think there's nothing better than someone saying they're happy you know coming mm -hmm. from a, a driven like inner soul of I need to make people happy with the service that we did from start to finish um and turn it around because let's get out let's be honest getting in a car accident just sucks so, you know, if I can take that experience and make it better, it's never going to be completely positive, but if I can make it better and they're happy leaving and we had someone drop off on a plant, like a plant for the office last week and they came in with like a note and were just raving about us. And I was like, this is like the best thing ever. You know, you literally just did this for us. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. How about you, Bender? Yeah, I love that you're going back and forth. Um, yeah, I too am getting better, Stacey, at accepting like com even personal compliments. I'm always mm -hmm. like, oh, no, 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 no. You look great. Oh, no, no, you lost 10 pounds. <laughs> um, in business, I being crazy. Um, I have a file in my email inbox that's called at a girl because some woman once told me she had that and I copied her. So I also don't look at it on every bad day, but I should. And sometimes I go in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like all these people said this many great things about me. And it does make me feel good. And you know, when we get a card from a cat, I love cards. Let me just say this. I'm huge on emailing, whatever. I'm obsessed with cards. All my friends know it. A card, a message goes such a long way. Nothing against email, but I save them and it makes me feel really good to know that you affected somebody else's life. Like they're thinking of you enough to deliver a plant, write you a message, send you gifts. Like that's amazing. Okay, now now I'm going to get to the dark part uh, of the show. I uh, know I want to say, you know, we all we're all on social media, and uh, and I things <laughs> irk me. I want to find out for you from each of you, what is a term 
that is being used, okay, that is not is being used way too much. For me right now, and I don't know if I talked about this, it's it's a referral partner because there's so many people who say we have a referral partner, but they don't give any referrals. So technically, are they a referral partner? No, they're just someone you talk to. But all of a sudden, there's this stress, like, you know, before saying, hey, you know what? I know I know an auto body shop. You have a, Go to see Kim Carl. I wouldn't consider myself a referral partner to Kim Carl. I would consider myself a friend saying, hey, go see Kim Carl. She'll do good work. And now, because we always have to give titles on everything now, you know, it's solopreneurs, you know, like the kids selling a lemonade stand, six years old, it's a fucking solopreneur now. Okay. And we hear that all the time, but what is a title? Just give me one that is just irking you. And it can be, you know, if, if it's international or global or anything like that, give me one. And we're going to start with Kim because Kim's the least outspoken of both of you. Cause you know, you guys, you guys are, yeah, I, I talked to you guys a lot kim's so outspoken i know so i want to hear what kim says totally. and then we'll get to you guys because i'm know definitely you not that innocent i know you're not what's, that what's, innocent what's, at all what's, what's <laughs> one what's a term that is pissing you off these days you know it depends on the given week steve i'm trying to think of one you said referral partners um but it's bad because i think years ago i used to use terms in this manner but like the preferred partners like if you have a business do you think that you have five channels out from that business every single time? And then people want to set up these one-to-ones all the time. And I love a one-to-one -one because I want to know more about your business. But if you're going into a one-on-one -on -one and you just want to talk about yourself for 45 minutes straight and not try to inquire about who you're talking with, you know, like have a conversation. It's, it's about a relationship. It's not just, oh, I did this. I, I don't need to know every detail of what you do on, on a business level at every single second. I need to know about you. Like get to the core of who you are so I can refer you out to my network and trust you enough to do that. So, you know, I don't know that it's a particular word that you're looking for, Steve. I, I think it's more an attitude, you know, that, that bothers me. Damn, Kim Carl bringing it. I didn't know that she had that side. I'm like, wow, I saw I saw smoke coming out of her ears. Uh, how about you, Stacey Epstein? I could see that from Kim. She's just a little more subdued than the Stacey's. We're like, la, la, la. She's like, you have a lot behind you, fire behind you. I can tell, Kim. Um, I literally cannot think of a word, and it's pissing me off because you want one, and I'd have to like look on my phone right now, so I don't have a word that's bothering me, except for threads that just came out, which is Instagram's Twitter, because I have no clue how to use it, nor do I really want to, so that's pissing me off today, because it just came out like two days ago, but anyway, um, like LinkedIn and like, I don't, I don't know that I have a word, but similar to what Kim said, I find it and it doesn't happen often. But when you're on a networking call for an hour and I've asked you like 50 minutes, we've talked about you and like you never ask about me or our business or anything. I find that like astounding. Like I don't even, you're definitely not a referral partner and I will never talk to you again. But um, yeah, I think that like that annoys me and like other things like not following up in our world of business, like those things really irritate me. It's not that hard, or maybe that's just part, like we're all great at business. So we follow up all the time. Um, but yeah, I would say it's just people that are little, they're all, they're takers. They're not givers. That annoys me, but I cannot think of one word. That's all right. I, I also hate power partners. Cause I think, isn't everybody a power partner? Like, shouldn't you sit there and say, 
anybody can know someone. And I think that's very, I've always thought that's very like snooty, like, oh, we're a power partner. You know, it's like, no, well, everyone can be a power partner. How about you, Stacey uh, Lindemann? Is there any word that gets in your crawl? I don't think that term gets in your crawl, but uh, I don't even know what it means, but I just like it. Uh, is there anything that gets in your crawl, Stacey Lindemann? going to date me this slang when people are like that's ridiculous or uh i'll give you a trow and you're like you mean an introduction um like the little like that like i'm almost i'm too busy to say the whole word let me just throw out the like on the gram and you're like instagram <laughs> um so i i don't know that that's like a pet peeve of mine that that even like on TV shows or whatever, I'm like, just say the word. Like this, this I, I, I don't, I shouldn't have to like look up what you're talking about. Um, but no, the only thing that really bugs me, I think on like social, a lot of it doesn't get on my nerves. I don't pay that much attention, but is the, is the hard sales. Your inbox with the, would you like to open a franchise? Would you, um, do you need a virtual assistant? I can help you with your bookkeeping. It's like, are you even looking at what I do? Like I, 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 you know how your phone, you could have a block so that, you know, it's not that it works, but the block, so they can't call you and tell you're in tax fraud, call the IRS or, you know, one of the other, there's all those ones that you get constantly your car insurance, whatever. I wish there was a block on LinkedIn. It's just awful. And now what we're going to say uh, an upside because we bitched about the downside networking. What is a few things, and you don't have to make big expanded too much. What are the things that you really, really enjoy about networking? I love meeting new people. I love trying to help people. That's what I like to do. You know, I don't, I just, it's, I, and I'll meet new people at a bar. I'll meet people, you know, but of course I have a friendly face and I had some weird guy at the supermarket start talking to me the other day. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like I'm trying to buy broccoli, which I read Stacy. I ran into Stacy at the uh, supermarket and I said, oh my God, but it wasn't, you know, you met me, I met your daughter, but uh, what are some things that, that you really just, you love? You know, because to be a good networker, you have to love it and you have to be good at it. And you're all good networkers. Stacey Epstein, what is something you love about networking? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same as in like 1997 when I started networking as an intern for the first company I worked for. I like this. They always say, like, don't say this in an interview. I am a people person. I really <laughs> am. Like, I. I am like annoyingly a people per. I drive Ed nuts. Like we will be in the supermarket and I like, you know, smile at someone because I want to start engaging in conversation. I, I just love finding like um, commonalities between people wherever you are, whatever walks of life you come from. Like I love just helping people and talking and hearing about their life. I mean, I get lost on calls. This goes back to productivity before. I mean, I'll talk to candidates for two hours because like, I just want to hear about their families and like what they're going through. Um, but I just, I really just love connecting and meeting new people and hearing their stories. Similar to when I met you, Steve, at the Pyramid Club. Like I just, it like, it gives me energy. People think I'm so hyper and I have all this energy. It's really because I feed off of other people like on this call. Like I get an energy and like, 
Kim said earlier, you have a good radar and read for people. I think I do, even though I probably talk to too many people, I have a pretty good read. If I don't like you, I'll talk to you maybe for two minutes, but um, I just really enjoy meeting new people and learning new things. How about, how about you, Stacey Lindemann? The different perspective. I find that like when um, I do the one-on-ones like, like all of you, and when you find someone you just like adore and you go to, to lunch with them sometimes, you know, four times a year or whatever, you go to lunch and you just talk about your business and their business. It's like kind of like cross mentoring um, the way I think of things versus the way you think of things and just random ideas where someone will say, oh, well, you should share that this way, or you should code that, or that actually doesn't really work for you. I'm not, I'm not clear on what you're selling. Like the, it's that service that we give to each other. And that for me coming from big organizations and having teams, sometimes, you know, 17 people you, you would, or be in an office of 60 people that you would see every day. And I am a people person. So I would love seeing people I went from being me at home and growing a team. Um, it's the connectivity that like brainstorming and the different way to see stuff. I had a great conversation with your producer, Steve, that uh, you had introduced me to him at uh, Kurt's event. Um, and oh my God, such a great guy. And like the way that he looks at like filming verse, it was just, I love the different perspectives in the different industries. Okay, how, how about you, Kim? I think like Stacey Bender was saying, you know, it's about people for me. I love to refer business to other people and watch them grow and it makes them happy. You know, I I think that's like the biggest win because if you built those relationships and networking, then, you know, good comes back to you. It's all karma, right? In the grand scheme of things. Okay, one, one final question. We have one final question. We're going to wrap this up. What would you tell someone just getting out of college today? What 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 advice would you give them? And it could be about business. It could be about life. I, I happened in my college. It said, what would you give someone advice? And I said, you know, just enjoy the campus. And then, of course, someone's like made it all professional. Like, no, they said, what would you enjoy about Stockton State? And I said, well, in the middle of nowhere, your parents aren't around. There's lots of booze. Have fun. But be responsible. But what is what is a – what would you tell someone who came to you and said, listen – I'm going out on my own. I'm 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 afraid. I you know what what should I try to do? We'll start with you, Kim. What advice would you give to that 22 year old, bushy eyed, bright eyed college grad that's sitting there and going out into the world? I like to think maybe in my world it might be a trade school grad too. But wink, wink. Um, so it's it's about not setting the standard so straightforward. You have to realize on the fact that you're going to evolve and change. What you want to do in your 20s may look very differently than what your 20s are going to bring you into in your 30s and your 40s. It's an evolution. You know, you're you're completely changing. You know, go out, explore what your options are. But most of all, do something that makes you happy during the day. Because if you're not happy, there's not a point in, in getting up in the morning and going to work. You know, it's not about making the most money. And, you know, it's about building what you're going to have long-term happiness with um, and, and find your own identity within that. Okay, how about you, Stacey Lindemann? Yeah, Kim, you had a lot of you had a lot of good advice. Um, it's not. I would say it's not about the title. It's not about the title. 
um, that, that you're going to go down different paths and different journeys. And as long as you continue to be a lifelong learner, go for it. If you do something for five, 10 years and you decide you want to do something else, you're not a failure. Um, you're, you're keeping that knowledge with you every time you change. So same as you, Kim, like be happy, give back, continue to learn and cut yourself a break. How about you, mm -hmm. Epstein? Yeah, both well said and really good advice. Um, I thought of two things right away when you asked the question in my head, so I'm just going to say it. And I do work with a lot of graduates um, because of the, the nature of our business. And there's one thing I'm pretty blunt and honest, and I'm like, you are not doing remote work at 20, however years old. Um, now, this is not for someone going out to be an entrepreneur. I'm sort of just taken holistically as somebody who's sort of a recent grad from wherever. Um, I earned the right to wear my pajamas and whatever's on the bottom half of me because I worked 20 years, whatever, and networked and did all that. I think it's really important to be out there. I get it, the, the allure of staying home and doing all that, but I think it's really important, whatever it is, whether it's being in a corporate, being in an auto body, wherever, it's just important to be around people and surround yourself with good people. That is how you learn. It's how we all got to where we are. It wasn't by sitting home and just, you know, answering the phone and wearing pajamas or whatever. Um, and I would say also network, 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 network. I wanted to start a whole thing talking to like high schools like to kids about networking and the value of networking and what it brings to somebody's career. Oh yeah, good idea. Well, I would was, love it. I'll, being authentic. That was right? awesome. Being that was awesome. Remain yourself. It's like well, stay true to yourself. Well, see that. Well, that was awesome advice. And I want to thank you for coming on. Now, how can people find out about your businesses? Kim, how can they find out about you? Check us out on Facebook at Jim Carl's Auto Body Repair or on our web at um Jim Carl's Auto Body Repair and Call us. I'd love to have phone conversations. 609-630-0008. All right. Stacey Lindemann. Uh, A6 Thin Biz. You can find our um, the email addresses. The website address is actually up there. But our LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. Stacey Lindemann. Um, follow the company. Our, you could find pretty much any of our content on Facebook, link, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram by searching hashtag A6FinBiz. I tag that to everything so we can track back. And there's a form on the website that says contact us. And on the website has the direct link, the little icon to my email um, and to connect with us. But feel free, mention the Steve Cooper show and I'll definitely know you're not uh, just a um, bot trying to sell me something. And how about you, uh, Stacy Bender Epstein? Yes, I would say on LinkedIn, I am Stacy Bender Epstein. Our group is B Group right here. Um, my email is Stacy, so it's S T A C I. So Stacy at B Group Connects.com. And then my number, I'll throw it out there, is 610 well, that's awesome. And uh, people, I'm not giving you my phone number because I hate talking on the phone. I love interviewing people. I hate talking on the phone. So I don't I don't even pick up my phone. I just sit there. I go, I'll text you. I say, yeah, I'll, I'll see you later. Uh, you can email me, thecooptank at yahoo.com. 
go subscribe on YouTube, The Coop Tank, or go to thecooptank.podbean.com if you want to listen. Also, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeart. You can have all my episodes. Uh, this is the fifth one of the roundtable, which probably much going to be keeping it that way. So check that out. Also, if you need any corporate comedy, uh, myself and Joe Matteris will come in and do a show at your company. And don't forget to go to Sweet Recording, S-U-I-T-E, recording.com. As uh, Stacy said, Joe Gangemi is the man. He produces a show because he's good at what he does. And Sweet Recording is a great place to do your show. So check him out. Talk to him. Send him an email at hello at sweetrecording.com and set up a podcast. And I'll also coach you on it. Anyway, I want to thank you all. Thanks for listening to The Coop Tank. And I will talk to you all next time. <laughs>